Yes, yes, yes. As promised, 6 p.m. Call session sports report. The Lakers have finally done something that a lot of people, a lot of people have been calling for. And that's get rid of Jim Buss. And I believe by way of getting rid of Jim Buss, collaterally speaking, they had to get rid of Mitch Kupchak. I'm live on Facebook, and it's trying to tell me that my connection is kind of whack. So I'm going to keep going forward. In the meantime, in between time, let me delete this right now. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to stall a little bit because I want to get this feed right. But in the meantime, in between time, I feel as though Mitch Kupchak was collateral damage. I'm not necessarily sure that if he wasn't so closely related to, to the situation involving Jim Buss and Genie Buss that he would have been fired. But sad to say, my man Jim Buss cost Mitch Kupchak his job. I mean, this is this is a big time for Laker Nation. You know, they've been holding on to the hopes that someone would come and save them from the clutches of old brother Jimmy. And it seems as though Magic Johnson is that guy. I just hope that that the Lakers have done the right thing because it just seems like they can't get right. You know, everybody who's going to be listening to this podcast, I just want you to bear with me. I'm setting up the uh, Facebook feed. I don't want you to go anywhere while you're listening to this, getting frustrated with me. Just bear with me. I'm almost up. But, you know, I want y'all to stew on that. Sports fans have been following the Lakers, and they've been seeing that they haven't been able to get anything right. So I'm wondering what it means now. Like, is this next move the right move? You know what I'm saying? What do you like? like think about that. Just stew on that for a second. Is, is this team cursed? I'm starting to wonder. And I'm a fan. All right, we're about to get it back up and running, guys. I'm sorry for the delay and the, the stalling that was taking place. But I had to do what I had to do. You heard? We're about to get it back up and running. You hear the beeping in the background? That's, that's me getting it right. All right, people, I'm back on here. Facebook was trying to tell me my connection was weak, although my Wi-Fi was 100% strong. But we are back in. Jim Buss cannot stop me from talking the talk that needs to be talked right now. Once again, for those who are already listening to me on Blog Talk, this is the cost that's your sports report on Blog Talk Radio and Facebook Live. You can call in at 657-383-0306. And as you can see... I got a little more pep in my step tonight. Um, I was playing that joint, that future joint. Matter of fact, I'm going to play that again. That ain't no time joint. You might not hear it as well on the Facebook feed, but if you listen to it on the radio, you're going to hear it clearly. I'm playing it ain't no time because apparently there is no more time for Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak. First things first, I believe that Mitch Kupchak is collateral damage in the firing of uh, Jim Buss. I feel as though he became a package deal with a Jim Buss. 
because at the end of the day, Jim Buck is the boss of the bosses, and Mr. Kupchak was only the message deliverer. I'm not even sure if deliverer is a word, but we're going to use it in this situation. He was the message deliverer. <laughs> so if you're going to fire the head of basketball operations, you got to get rid of the guy who was delivering the messages, no matter how terrible those messages were. You know, looking around at the league, the Lakers have become a bit of a joke. I'll say this right now. I'm a fan. I love my Lakers. Some people have exaggerated how long it's been bad. But the fact remains is it's been bad and it's been progressively getting worse. Even this season where you would think they, they, they blamed every, Jim Buston and, and company blamed everything on Kobe Bryant. They used the Kobe crutch as much as they could. And they said that this year will be the, the, the beginning of a new era and things would be right. We go into free agency. And the first thing you do, the Lakers were the first team to sign anyone in free agency. I don't know if you remember that. They were the first team to sign anyone in free agency. And what did they do with their with their abundance of cap room? They go and they give Timofey Mozgov $64 million. That was really the beginning of the end because off the rip, in the most anticipated free agency period in the NBA's history, you make one of the most embarrassing moves from one of the most, if not the most popular franchises in all of sports. You go on the biggest, the biggest free agency period in league history in the most, in the most, what's the word I'm looking for? The most traditional franchise, the most celebrated franchise, besides Timothy Mozgov. Are you kidding me? Timothy Mozgov? That was really the beginning of the end. When you're giving a man $64 million to sit him on a bench for a week, he's not even getting on the court, that is a bad look. When you get roasted through the media during free agency, in the biggest period of free agency, that is a bad look. Then you tie that in with the hiring of Mike D'Antoni. You tie that in with the hiring of Coach T, Mike Brown. You tie that in with the hiring of Byron Scott. More on him in a second. It, it's, it's too many consecutive bad looks. You understand what I'm saying? The Lakers, we always deal with publicity, whether negative or positive. But it's been so much negative publicity that at some point, there's no more time for you. And that's why this song is playing. It ain't no more time for, the, for, the, for Young Bus and his homeboy Mitch Kupchak's regime. I hear you telling me. Tim was an okay look, but for $64 million to leave him on the bench and he's ineffective, it's not a good look for the Lakers. Timothy Mozgov could get 64 mil and go play in Denver. Nobody would care. But if you're playing in LA, you can't make that kind of paper and be trashed. It's it's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the Luol Deng signing, bad look. So you compound all of these bad looks with the fact that it's been years. Since, let's say the 2013 season of bad looks, somebody had to lose a job. From the time they brought Matthew Johnson in to be the advisor, heads were going to roll. You understand what I'm saying? They brought him in to be Tom Hagen. A matter of fact, if y'all know Godfather, he's not even Tom Hagen. Tom Hagen wasn't a wartime conciliary. They brought in Jenko Abadondo. Jenko was that dude next to Vito. You know who Vito is? That's Jeannie Buss. She's had enough. Matter of fact, Magic is Al Neri, and Jeannie Buss is Michael. You know what I'm saying? It's time to clear the decks. Get rid of the scrubs. Get rid of the cornballs who can't even talk to free agents, right? Remember the Lamarcus Aldridge situation where it was so bad in the meetings that they had to call him back just for him to tell them no twice. 
We could have had Isaiah Thomas dropping 30 a night, but we was waiting for Melo to sign, and Isaiah Thomas only signed for six mil that year. Six million dollars. It's years upon years upon years of bad looks. Now, was I on the other side of the fence saying give them some time because I was okay with building from the draft? Absolutely I was. I'll be alive if I say I wasn't on board because you know what? After the CP3 situation, the league turned against us. We had to build through the draft. We had to do that. But, 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 if you're going to build through the draft, when it's time to bring in veterans, when it's time to build a squad around the youth, you don't bring in Thraka Deng and, and, and Thraka Mazgal back to back. You understand? So now let's fast forward. Trading deadline is approaching. We get the report saying that they made a last ditch effort to get Boogie in order to save their jobs. I'm of the belief that if Boogie Cousins had went for like three first round picks, Drew Holiday and Buddy Howe, them dudes would still have their jobs. But again, because Boogie went for two chopped cheese sandwiches and a dollar Arizona, it became a bad look. How is it that you're holding on to Brandon Ingram when the best big in the game is going for chopped cheese sandwiches? That's not okay. It's not okay. Again, and then Vladdy Divac, I was I was on the way home to the crib, and Vladdy Divac said in an interview after the trade that he had a better offer on the table for Boogie two days ago. So he he essentially fleeced himself in the trade. <laughs> he fleeced himself. While these two bozos, Mitch Kupchak and Jim Buss, could have put together a deal on that level. If you're telling me two chopped cheese sandwiches and a dollar Arizona gets you Boogie Cousins, we couldn't give him... Randall and Clarkson? Or, or, matter of fact, you love Ingram so much, but you couldn't give him Ingram and, and Zubak and some draft picks for the same dude? Now I'm hearing that they didn't have draft considerations. Okay, but again, like I said to y'all yesterday, if you're giving, if you're giving the Pelicans Boogie Cousins, if you're giving the Pelicans Boogie Cousins to play alongside the unibrow. Whatever draft picks you're getting in return won't have that much value because that team instantly becomes good. You understand what I'm saying? That's, this team is already two games out of the playoffs. You get you get what I'm saying? So already that draft pick falls into the late first round. You're not getting lottery picks in return. So it's evident that being a lottery wasn't a high priority or the urgency of those picks weren't a high priority for the Kings. So you telling me you could have given him a 2020 pick and a 2021 pick with Zubak, Clarkson, and, and, and Brandon Ingram, and you still keep Randall and Russell, and you get Boogie? He went for two chopped cheese sandwiches, bro. Come on, man. At the end of the day, Jeannie didn't want to fire her brother. She didn't want to fire her, bro. Hold on, what are you saying? You like him when he's been in this season. High, high hopes, high hopes. Yo, Brandon Ingram's a rookie. I'm not all for Brandon Ingram yet. But the fact is, is that if if the best big in the game is going for pennies on a dollar, if it means you got to sacrifice Ingram but you throw in a couple pennies next to the stud, so be it. You still got Randall and Russell there. You still got him. You get Boogie back, then you might have got uh, another guard back on, on the back. Yeah, he's 19, but I'm saying, though, look at the trade that, they, that, that, that Boogie went for. That's really why them dudes got fired. Because Jeannie Buss sat back there and said, yo, since they don't have chopped cheese sandwiches in L.A., they went for $2 tacos from a taco stand in L.A. 
That's what he went for. How many times as as the, the head of business for the Lakers? Because the Lakers, remember, are a family business. This is not some billion-dollar person who could just throw some paper and own the Lakers. This is how the Bus family makes their money. So it's only for so many years. It's only for so many years that the Lakers can be bad before they end up in the red. Staples Center is selling out this year because the Lakers have young talent that people want to see. But after a while, if that young talent does not produce wins, next season, they're not coming to Staples Center. That's the one thing I'll give to Knicks fans. As bad as it is for the Knicks, they sell off the garden regardless. Knicks fans are insane like that. They'll sell the garden off regardless of how bad the Knicks are. But Lakers fans, LA, they're fickle people. They're not going to go if it's not box office. You had a chance to bring in Boogie. And if you would have brought in Boogie, you still would have had cap room on the back end next season to bring somebody else in to sign. So how many times can Jeannie Buss get embarrassed? How many times? It's only but so many times Jeannie can sit there and take L's and have her bozo brother look make the whole organization look crazy. It's only but so many times. When you, and the thing is, if you do your research and you read about the Lakers, a lot of things behind the scenes, it's not many. Jim didn't have many fans. Jenny was the only one who was basically holding it down because she wanted to fire him a while ago. She held it down because Jerry Buss and his dying wishes wanted his son to run the franchise. She gave him every opportunity. All the little brothers, all the, all the associates of the Lakers are getting impatient with Jim Buss. Mitch Kupchak sounding like he's, he should be being a, a Santa Claus impersonator during Christmas season. Can't even relate to the players. It's embarrassing. And then I get a, a, an alert to my phone about Byron Scott saying, oh, uh, Magic Johnson is running the Lakers. The Lakers are back. You was just there a year ago. You part of the problem, Byron. What you mean the Lakers is back? The Lakers are down because of your clown ass. What you mean the Lakers are back? You you talking like you wasn't just there two years ago. For the last two years, watching us fall the crap. You did all that talking about Mike D'Antoni, and you was an even worse coach than Mike D'Antoni. You're part of the problem. Byron Scott. But anyway, I salute the move. As much as I wanted to be patient with them, and I've had arguments with people about being patient with Jim and Mitch, when you could have gotten a superstar for pennies on a dollar. Because my whole argument has always been, you cannot trade the whole farm for one guy. He was going to trade a part of the farm for one guy. If you can't get that done, and the, and the stopping point was Brandon Ingram, no offense, Brandon. I love you. I think you're gonna be great. And you know, we can re- we can come back on this at a later date and when you're balling out. But Brandon Ingram, Lou Williams, and maybe Mozgov and, and, and Zubak and some draft picks, and we could have had Demarcus Cousins and, and a novel player on top of that. I don't want to hear nothing. That trade has to be made. That trade has got to be made. If it was like D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, and, and, and Julius Randle, of course not. You don't make the trade. But if it's Randle, Zubak. Not ready for Zubak, Clarkson, Ingram, Lou Williams. Make the trade. What are we talking about? They had a meeting on Monday, yesterday, everybody, with the with, with the advisor, Magic Johnson. And then word gets out that this trade goes down for pennies on the dollar. They might have been fired yesterday, but they, they wanted the Boogie Cousins news to die down a little bit before they made the, 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 the official announcement. How many times can you embarrass the organization? How many times? Couldn't even get the CP3 trade right. Lockout just finished. You know they did the whole lockout was about stopping the Lakers and how the Lakers conducted business. And you wait until the, the league officially opens business to make such a lopsided trade 
then it gets torpedoed and it sets us back five years. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's ridiculous. Absolutely right. Good riddance, Mark. Um, Cass. First of all, happy birthday, DC Cass. You already know. Um, it would have been a big move for y'all. Absolutely would have been a big room because you, anytime you get a superstar for pennies on the dollar or a version of superstar, because I'm not sure Boogie's a superstar, but a version of superstar for pennies on the dollar, you got to do it. Any kind of sock that has a chance to be big, if you get it for pennies on the dollar, you do it. This this whole, you got two, you got Cup Chad and you got Bus running the Lakers like a small market team with a small market mentality, it's not a good look. It's terrible. It's a terrible look. It can't it can't happen that way. So, like Mark said, good riddance. The Magic Johnson now, my question and where where it gets where it gets tricky, Magic Johnson been the face of the Lakers since the eighties. Let's say Magic doesn't get the job done the way it's supposed to be done, right? It's gonna be y'all think it's gonna be a little bit harder to fire Magic than it was to fire Jimmy. Because because Jeannie actually likes magic. She doesn't really care for her brother. Magic, you came through, you got in Jeannie's ear, you finessed Jeannie, a little son. You you got her to speed up the process going to the to the end of the season, get rid of these two bozos. So you on a clock now. You got you gotta get it done now because if you don't get it right now, is there any saving the Lakers? You bring it in, you're trying to bring Kobe Bryant's agent Rob Palenka because he has the ability to communicate with plays in a way that Santa Claus Cup Chat couldn't get done. So this is your turn, Magic. Laker Nation is watching. Like they only had Lou Williams and the draft pick on the table, from what I heard. Sacramento. Oh come on, Lou Williams and, and <laughs> no, not, yo, Mark, you gotta be lying to me, man. Lou Williams and Ingram for for, for Boogie Cousins and draft picks. got to be making that up. They deserve to be fired. The Lakers are competing with two NFL teams. Nah, the Lakers are the, the, the face of LA, bro. Get out of here, Asco. There, there ain't no competition. There is no competition there. The Lakers are LA. You get what I'm saying? But, uh, my, 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 my laptop battery just died. <laughs> but anyway, Magic, trading deadline is approaching. People want Lou Williams. You got to make the right deal. This is the first time in maybe three or four years the Lakers have a player that people want. I mean, I'm 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 not young, Shirley. <laughs> I'm getting old, bro. But um, trading deadlines approaching. Yo, you pissed me off, boy. Like you really got me upset with that one. I'm not even gonna hold you up. That that reading that really just took me to a novel place. That that upset me. But um, get get a first round pick for Lou Williams. If the Bulls are really serious about possibly trading Jimmy Butler, you gotta do what you gotta do to get Jimmy Butler. Because I get the feeling that Jimmy Butler is a lot more available than than we're being led to believe. So you have to make smart moves. I like the fact that he said he's not going to be leaking information out to the public. That's a that's a big look. That is a big look right now because there's too much times where things get leaked out from the organization and we lose all leverage because then everybody knows what we're trying to do. You you make the necessary moves. If a big move is there, you take it. But at the very least, you get an extra first round pick for Lou Williams, 
oh, he's not on the table anymore. Hey, it is what it is. But you get a first-round pick for Lou Williams. You make that move that needs to be made. Everything has to be prudent. Everything has to be forward-moving. That's not wrong with being 27 or 28, Andrew. You know, we have a team full of damn near teenagers and early 20-year-old 20, 20 dudes, a, a dude 27, 28, who can actually play, no offense, Mozgov, will be very useful here. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, I'm, I'm all in on the Magic Johnson era and Magic making prudent business decisions. We've seen him with how, how he handled the Dodgers, you know, coming to L.A. with that ownership group and having the Dodgers in, in, in a top-tier position to win year in and year out, not afraid to do shrewd business deals, not afraid to spend money, not afraid to take risks. That's what's been missing from the Lakers. They've been risk-averse for a few years now. They've been pinked by the numbers for a few years now, bringing in Magic Johnson, bringing in possibly Rob Palenka, and, and up, promoting up some of the younger buses who are pretty good from the scout department. Uh, Jerry West's son is, in, is in, the, in, the, in the organization as well, moving him up. Put these young basketball minds who speak the millennial language that a lot of these guys just don't speak will be a necessary move. Getting Kobe in the fold to some degree because these young players, as much as they, they might have not have wanted to play with him, they respect him. That's a big look to have his presence in terms of speaking on a level of a player. And, you, and that's how you build up the franchise. So once again, with my dead laptop, <laughs> you know, salute to the Lakers for making that move. I am all in on it. Let's see if it works out the right way. Byron Scott, shut the hell up. Nobody cares about your opinion. Um, thanks to y'all for tuning in. Hit the share button. Hit the like button. Get the word out to the fellow Laker nations and the Laker haters all around the world. Holla at your boy. Job is out. Peace. Fuck.